Welcome to Queer, an LGBTQ live entertainment discussion podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and with me is, as usual, is Phil. Hey, ho, hey all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna copy I'm Carol Baskin there? Every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good show. Such a good oh, documentary. God. It's such a mess. It was. <laughs> it, it really was. And we thought we thought that was the craziest part of 2020. That's the sad part. <sighs> I need another show like that though to get me through the rest <laughs> of this time. <laughs> did you watch the uh, after show? That I did. They had? I did not. We have yet to watch uh, that. Oh. Probably will add that to the list then. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> speaking speaking of, speaking of um, you know crazy documentaries and a means to try to survive our sanity today's episode we're going to talk about surviving in our industry due to covid yay <laughs> um so before we uh before we start um i um i wanted to talk about a little bit about the fact that uh we as in megan and i we both made this podcast you know with the idea that you know it would be always lighthearted and always um honest with each other with what's going on and you know to be honest we're on episode five now and we still haven't really 100 percent been lighthearted. and it is not by accident uh it the fact of the matter is there's nothing really light going on in our industry right now and we refuse to pretend that it is you know we're not going to pretend or sugarcoat the situation that we're in and we want to be respectful that the people who are listening to this podcast are knowing that, you know, they're listening, you know, that the people that they're listening are understanding and sympathizing with what's going on. So today's episode, you know, we're going to talk about survival. We're going to talk about how we as an industry that our entire career is on ice right now, and we're pinching pennies to try to survive. We discussed in the first two episodes about the stimulus check and unemployment benefits, but those are slowly and slowly being trinkled away and without any real safety net. So today's episode is survival. What should we do? And how can we make money to pay rent, to put food on the table, to care for our loved ones? Um, Megan, uh, yeah. you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll start a little bit. Um, so like what I have, I've kind of like stayed as like out of the part-time job as I can right now, purely because, well, unemployment's really nice right now with that CARES Act. But as we probably are all familiar with, the CARES Act is going away at the end of July. So yay, as Austin starts talking about doing a 35-day shutdown. So that's awesome. Um... But on top of that, also, I mean, it's just kind of like waiting for the jobs in, for the industry to come back, which with Broadway's announcement has just kind of pushed off until 2021, unfortunately. Um, so with um, so that actually has me looking into more of part time, like part time work or like what else I can do on the side to bring in at least a bit more money to make our lives a bit more comfortable right now. And like livable, I shouldn't say comfortable, I should more say so livable right now. Um, so what I've what I've done and so I'll go over like what I currently do and what I've done in the past, like anytime extra money is needed. Um, so currently 
I do. We all know I do app development from the intro. If you haven't listened to the first episode, I also do app development on the side outside of working for high end or slash ETC. Um, that it's not real survival work though. I'm probably bringing in ten dollars every other month. To be honest, like it's not a lot. It just is enough to pay for itself to keep that hobby going, which hopefully at some point will turn into real money, or at least more. Um, beer money is another way to pl- yeah. to say it. Um, and then so survival money. Yeah, survival money. I mean, just something that will help. <laughs> will help. I, I want it to turn into like great it, as like a nice cushion to fall back on at some point. Not fall back on, but a nice cushion oh. to add to. Like, if something were to happen tomorrow, like it can at least pay for one of the bills that we have to do to keep alive. Oh, I was just talking. I was just talking about that the beer. Oh, the is beer survival. is survival. Oh, you see, you. I took it way more literal. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, beer is also survival. Beer and liquor is also survival. So much so. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it the Holy Spirit. Yep. Uh, I'll cut that part. Very <laughs> oh, good. Um, app develop. So yeah, so I do the app development stuff. It also costs money to be an app developer for Apple. By the way, that's it, crazy. Yeah, it costs a hundred dollars a year. Uh, to do that um and then on top of that if you like i also just shelled out some money to get their developer transition kit since they're introducing a new line of computers soon um so that has also that cut into my budget a bit um which was probably not the right time to spend that money um but so the app development as long as it's paying for itself which it so far has like i'm pretty happy with what it's doing and then giving me some extra like beer money on the side every now and then um outside of app development i also do blog writing um and this one's kind of interesting because if you have a topic that you want to talk about yes you can post it on your own blog but usually those aren't monetized unless you have ads um you can monetize your blog with ads or using like a um fan uh, or like a crowdfunding service, I guess is a better way to put it. So there's a platform called Buy Me a Coffee, which is this centered around a, you have a link, someone goes and they want to buy you a coffee. So they can buy you one coffee, three coffees, five coffees, as many coffees as they want. And you set the price for how much that coffee is. Um, or, you know, you could do a blog with like Patreon also where you could do like month where they could subscribe monthly to you. And do that kind of thing. Or what I actually do a lot more of, I have those set up, but, um, and people do buy me a coffee every now and then, but not very often, um, is I actually write on Medium and then I cross post it to my own blog so that I own the content more so. Um, and what Medium is, if you haven't heard of it, medium.com, it's a, it's basically like a blog, blogging platform for everyone. Um, you can then put your articles behind a paywall. And then each, and then it, that paywall, um, so people pay for memberships to Medium, I think it's like $5 a month, um, and they can give you claps, those members can give you claps, and then that, you're paid based on how long, how many claps you have, and how, um, and how long someone is reading the article. So again, that's not a lot of money in the bank, but it's about, I can, I've averaged about 10 to $15 every month so far in 2020. Um, and of course, the more articles you have, because they don't get deleted, the more likely it is for you to just build up that reoccurring income. So if you are very passionate about a topic and you can write about it, uh, you might as well sign up for a free account on Medium 
and enroll in like in this is what I did. I just enrolled in their um, partner program to get paid. It costs me nothing. You don't even have to be a medium member to be part of. So you don't have to pay them any money to be part of this membership. It's just it was just something that I was doing anyway to learn the app development content that allowed me to actually crop um, that has allowed me to build up a little bit of reoccurring income each month also. Um, and then what you could do also, if you don't like the idea of a paywall, and this is what I do with a lot of my article, with all of my blog posts is I write on Medium, I put it behind the paywall, and then I set what's called a canonical URL so that if you go and search on Google for my article, it'll actually take you to my proper website um, where it gets you the article for free and then also links to all my like buy me a coffee and pages like that. Um, so, but then if it's on medium site, the medium members get pushed my post as well. So it's a little bit of double dipping and it definitely helps, um, help, helps that inside income a bit more. Um, and then what I've done in the past and am probably going to do again soon, unfortunately, even with COVID happening is I've done like Uber and Lyft. They're great, especially for a gig type economy jobs. I found are super nice. Uber and Lyft were were nice because you just turn on the app and you go. I did it during university and um, during the summers and stuff like that. That way I could just work when I wanted to work um, around rehearsals because we all know rehearsals can go till midnight. They can go till eight o'clock. It really just depends on the show and that time. So getting an actual like nine to five job was really hard. Um, but Uber and Lyft are probably like my favorite gig jobs that I've had just because it is like you flip it on, you go do what you want to do and you flip it off. Um, it is, like I said, one of the, it is something that I, it's honestly still something that I still do. Um, every now and then I live about 30 minutes away from work if on, um, in the mornings. So if I get up early enough, then I will actually do that on the way to work. Because then it's also being a little bit smart in the fact that you can claim your miles and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it gets a little bit tricky. Like you can't claim all the miles because you're on the way to work, but you can claim some of the miles and then you get your your extra income and whatever tips that come with that. So it's a Uber and Lyft or these gig type jobs that are up here. Like food delivery is really popular popular right now that I'm about to jump in and it looks like, spoilers, Phil, you might have some experience in as well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, are really popular and they're just really nice because again, it's set your own schedule usually. And for Uber, once I was approved, I was just approved. I've been approved since 2016. I didn't, you have to do like one drive every like six months with them or at least go online one time every six months to keep your account activated. And it, I mean, I do it, it gets activated um, whenever I'm doing it. I made one time, I did it for like three weeks and I made like, oh, three weeks part-time. So probably I drove for probably five, 15 hours. And I made like $300, $400. I mean, it's totally doable depending on where you are, um, where you're driving, that kind of thing. And I know as like with my job, I currently use Uber and Lyft a lot. Or not currently because, you know, we've all been on lockdown. Um, but whenever I travel, I use Uber and Lyft a lot. So I know those people from the business side of things do it is possible to get that money. And I think companies are starting to come back to wanting to travel more, or at least the airlines, it seems like 
picked up a lot this past week, this 4th of July weekend. Um, so that is actually a very viable, it sounds like that's starting to be a more viable gig again. Anyway, that's, um, that's currently what I do for extra money. Um, there are some other like hobbies that I have that can bring in money. Um, podcasting is one of them. Like we currently don't have any kind of money coming from this podcast, but I think I'm about to start a podcast that is going to start off with a Patreon right off the back and kind of use the Patreon like website as like our show website, like where we can post updates, pictures, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's definitely some way you could get money from podcasting. Um, or, and then there's also, and then also I've been doing a lot of live streaming lately, a lot of like video game streaming and then streaming my app development stuff. Um, as an audience has slowly started to be built once I hit 50 followers and another thing in there, and then I can also start to get some more money that way. So, I mean, even if you're, and, and now it's just stuff that advice really. So if you enjoy something, it might be a chance to turn it into a, into like a, a survival job at this point if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I got for survival jobs. So, yeah. no, that's, so, you know, that's, that's a lot of good variety and stuff like that of mm -hmm. like different kind of skills that you might have. And, you know, it, and it just sounds like you're, you know, you're really, you're really monetizing every bit of your skill in order to, you know, just to bring in any, you know, any sort of um, value mm -hmm. um, monetary wise. Um, and that's not for everyone. I totally understand yeah. that monetizing, like what you do for hobbies are not for everyone. Um it's, it's a thing that I just took on because I'm like, I'm going to do it anyway. I might as mm -hmm. well see if I can bring in some passive income. Like the blog writing, yeah. because I don't have it on a set schedule. Like it just, I have enough articles that I can get $10 even a month, even if I don't write anything. Like for that month. For so that. like in June, I don't think I wrote any articles and I still got like $10. Like, mm -hmm. um, so it's like, but I mean, if it's not up to, and if you don't want to monetize a certain hobby, you definitely don't have to. It's just something that I've decided and, f and said if i'm gonna do it i might as well do it and see what happens yeah. for sure no definitely and um you know and um what, what megan mentioned earlier when they were talking um you know i've done uh, postmates a couple of times and still do postmates <laughs> and um it's it's you know if you're if you're worried about um you know if you're worried about covid and you're worried about trying to um be as safe and contained as possible uh i think uh the food delivery might actually be your better bet if you're if you're really uh scrapping and um part of it is also because one um you know you can be as safe as you want you're not dealing with people at least in your car and you know for for me for example i leave a bottle of uh antibacterial uh wipes and soap so whenever i pick up food from a restaurant or when I drop off the food, I always go back to my car and sanitize my hands. Um, or either that, I'm wearing my, I'm, I'm wearing, um, let's go disposable gloves also for today. And then usually right after I'm done with it, um, I, I, I sanitize my car completely because I know that you know even when I'm wearing rubber gloves, I'm still touching everything in my car, my radio, my phone, what have you. Um, 
but yeah, um, the, the, some things to keep in mind, though, and you know, if you, if obviously, if you work in this industry, this this shouldn't be uh, too much of a surprise or foreign to you. But uh, obviously, the, these jobs are 10.99. So you know, keep in mind also to um, you know, save, you know, put those money aside. I know it can be very desperate now, mm-hmm. but you know, make sure you keep those taxes in mind. And um, one of the things I wanted to talk about also is um, real just quick kind of before um, we get away from the 10.99 thing. Um, just, just a tip that, sorry to interrupt, um, is also no, keep, write no. down all your expenses and then all your mileage. If you're doing mm-hmm. any of these like things that, that make you drive your car. Um, if yeah. you're doing like the food delivery stuff, like miles are very important to keep track of, um, expenses. Also, if you have a person who does your taxes, they can take that money. I mean, take those receipts and like your expenses and see which one will cause, um, will give you the better tax break next year. Like when you do Mm -hmm. your taxes again. Um, And then also keep in mind that if you're using your car for anything, um, your insurance might count towards like getting that towards tax deduction, all that kind of stuff. So my suggestion would be while you're doing these gig type Uber Lyft things to keep yourself and post my any type of food delivery thing, keep keep a like Google spreadsheet or whatever it is or like even just jotting down in your notebook like how many miles, what you spent money on. I mean, usually we're already familiar with this because we do a lot of 1099 work as it is in this industry. Um, and then keep, and then think about those things that you might not think would be tax deductible, like phone bills. Fun fact, those, because you're using your phone for your to usually get your orders in, that is probably going to be tax deductible next year. And I know that doesn't help currently, but it might help when you pay those next quarter taxes or like I said, filing time for next year. Anyway, that's what I wanted to put out there. No, that's, and these are all very important things because uh, I never do those things. And it's because I'm irresponsible and never hold on to my receipts. Even though I'm a hoarder, uh, pieces of paper <laughs> always elude me. Um, but uh, yeah, and um, you know, and this, I know this sounds really crazy, uh, but um the United States Census Bureau is actually still hiring too, and you can make like twenty bucks an hour part time. Um, you know, you're kind of dealing with a little bit more interpersonal thing, though, so uh, you know that's something to be considered. But you know, again, like as long as you're practicing safe social distancing, and you know you're you're protecting yourself and those around you, you know, and you know, hopefully making sure none of your family members and loved ones are immunocompromised. Um, you know, these jobs are, are available and they're temporary too. So it's nothing that that's super duper committing, you know, as of right now. And, um, and yeah, so, you know, these are just some jobs that are, that are out there right now that Megan mentioned that I'm mentioning and, um, kind of what I'm going to next, this is kind of the deeper into this level of how, uh, survival jobs we can go to. Um, you know, for me, for example, like I worked in construction. I'm not saying it's for everybody. I'm, you know, it was, it was terrible. I remember closing my eyes sometimes when I, I you know, and I, when I'm holding somebody and I, I literally see my job site, it was burned into my skull. <laughs> so I totally get the, the, um, the fear of going to something that's a little bit, you know, labor intensive, but, um, you know, again, we're talking about survival jobs and, I'm going, I'm, I'm giving you all the options that I can think of on top of my head. And, and here's the thing. And I'm going to say this really quick before I continue. No one, 
Not you, not anybody should feel insecure about getting a survival job. It is incredibly important to realize that, that this is not a normal time for us. And the world, and as we all know, the world doesn't stop just because our life sucks right now. We in this industry know that better than almost anyone. You know, this we're one of the few industries that, you know, Unfortunately, a death of a loved one isn't always an excusable reason to not show up to work. If you are, if your if your your show's opening, you know, or you have a show call at eight, you know, you as soon as you walk into those doors, you leave that behind you. You know, like it's unfortunate, but it is a reality that we accept in our job, and you know, and we've grown up, you know, taking internships and work and work that only makes a hundred dollars a week. Or something ridiculous like that, or you know that the lovely uh, currency of, of exposure, but we, you know, we shouldn't be ashamed of it. Work at McDonald's if you need to. Work that late night shift during the uh, overnight clerk, you know, to refill stocks at a grocery store. If you're insecure about meeting up with people and you just want to be able to work, work for an evil corporation like Amazon. It doesn't matter. What's important is to make sure that you're healthy and that you're alive and that you have food on the table and you're not going to go homeless Mm -hmm. or, you know, and some of us don't have the luxury of staying over at our family's house, either because it's not a safe environment for us, a healthy environment, or maybe those resources are just not there. So keep that in mind as I continue on with this list. Um, but yeah, working overnights at grocery stores. I applied. I applied for a grocery store central market um, before I before I, I I found my survival gig. Um, and some and you know and if you have really strong relationships with certain theaters, there's some theaters that might even hire you just to clean their bathrooms or you know restock their you know cleaning supplies or what have you. You know these these things exist, and maybe they'll give you. A, it's not the perfect job, but hey, if it brings home like you know four or 500 bucks into your pocket, you know, Hey, that's, that's, that's a meal. That's a roof over your head. Not if you live in New York, but you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, the last, uh, the, the, uh, and you know, one of the last things I want to talk about too, is kind of going into a different field with the tools that you have now. So, um, I'm going to speak specifically for myself as a draftsman, uh, with Vectorworks and kind of AutoCAD. Uh, I worked at architectural lighting design firms and architect firms as a, you know, just as their draftsman, you know, they, you know, and architects, I can tell you right now, construction is still happening. Constructions, I'm, you know, I'm driving up and down the road and I see constructions everywhere. And there might be architects that need you and those kind of jobs can work remotely, you know, and if you have a strong enough draft drafting skills and you are open and honest with yourself and to others about your skill set and your availability to change and adapt to their workflow, these are great uh, temporary gigs that can work for you and make good money. Um, another one, and this is depending on the state, so I leave it to our listeners to kind of do your own research. Uh, it is um, alternative teaching certificates. So for myself, um, full disclosure, I w- I've applied and am going to start working at the Dallas Independent School District uh, to be a theater teacher. Uh, I got my MFA at SMU uh, with the hopes to teach at a university. Um, all universities are at a hiring freeze right now because of COVID. So uh, I knew that wasn't an option, but I still wanted to teach. 
I still wanted to teach theater. I wanted to teach technical theater and design, but I knew that wasn't an option for me right now. So I, I decided what the next best thing and something that still actually means a lot to me. Uh, I'm going to be teaching at a high school right now, 9 through 12 in theater. And I'm going to be teaching, you know, people like myself who are Latino or people of color. And, you know, for me, like it was when I was in high school, at least it was hard for me to, you know, for schools to like me, you know, it's race, race is a fucking shit. As we, we've talked about many times in our last couple of episodes. Um, so learning how to make myself appealing to universities that were past just my race was challenging. And I didn't have any professors or mentors to help me through that. Not surely no guidance counselors who were people of color, you know? So I was happy to take the position that I took at, um, at the high school that I'm going to be teaching at, uh, because I'm going to be working with students who were in my position and hopefully that I would be, you know, a better resource than what I could have been teaching at a university. I'm happy. I'm excited. It's not what I want to do, but I'm happy. And it's something that can hold me over while our industry is on cold, is in the cold. Um, but yeah, these are some of the things I wanted to drop some, you know, some jobs and ideas. Um, Megan, um, what are you, um, what have you been doing hobby wise at least? Like, I mean, um, I've been playing a lot of video games. Mm -hmm. um, hobby -wise. <laughs> Sorry, I totally drew a curveball no, because no, I lost okay. my train of thought. For a no, 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 you're good. <laughs> you said, "What am I doing, hobby wise?" Well, video games. Um, yes, that has been fun. Yeah. Um, as everyone has been obsessed with that. If you have a Switch, you usually are obsessed with Animal Crossing by this point. Um, mm -hmm. I have already gone out of my Animal Crossing obsession, um, so that is <laughs> something that I'm currently not doing. Um, but I got back into Breath of the Wild. Um, mm -hmm. That I'm only playing Breath of the Wild while I'm streaming. Um, yeah. So that's like a couple, about like four or five hours every week of playing that. Nice. Um, Apple just had their WWDC, so their Worldwide Developer Conference two weeks ago. So I've been knee deep in trying to get my, I, all my hobbies around, like I said earlier, all my hobbies are revolving around my um, app development and streaming and stuff like that. Um, but like I've been trying to get both my apps like going for iOS 14, which has been fun. Actually, it's I put in so much work on to getting iHog to work like it did. And now they just like was like, oh, cool. You just implement it in like three lines and you're done. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. I spent like three days working on this one thing on this like grit, making this grid of buttons appear. I spent like three days making that happen. And literally it's three lines now. Well, that's cool. Um which just meant I, I'm going to go and re-architect the entire app. Um, Naturally. Yeah, exactly. On top of that, uh, exercise. Something that I'm not monetizing. Yeah. Exercise. Um, <laughs> I'm really big into completing my rings on my Apple Watch. So mm -hmm. um, specifically the stand and the move. If I can get the exercise ring, which is 30 minutes of extra exercise you do every day. Um, then I will, but I can usually, it's probably means my move goal is too low, but I can usually hit my move goal by only doing like 15 minutes of exercise, like a workout on the app. Um, but the, the dogs now you, and occasionally the wife, um, will go for a walk, try to go for a walk each morning. Uh, nice. so that it can, you know, nice outside time. The dogs get their feet stretched. I get my feet stretched. Um, and then also we found out that Panera was doing free coffee 
unlimited free coffee until September. Um, what you I think it's I think the promo is over now though you would have to reg you had to I think you had to register by July fourth we registered on July second mm -hmm. I think um okay but we also don't want to give so there if you registered by July fourth you got to get you get free coffee their coffee subscription is free until September seventh I think um so we did that and so every morning we now take a drive also to Panera at at least once a day. Because um, nice. you get free coffee every two hours. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And we know, uh, I'll put it out there, we know that Panera, like, at least their, like, top CEO or whatever, uh, somehow, mm -hmm. someone related to Panera, I don't, I don't know if it's the company itself or it's part or oh. it's people inside the company, but they are, like, massive donators to the Trump re-election campaign. Um, oh. So that's always a downside. I'll be honest. We know that. Yeah. But, you know, free coffee... If that's yeah, all you're getting, no. you're not actually putting any money into their pockets. You are yeah. actually taking money away from them. No, totally. Um, oh, so, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, so that's how we have justified that. If there was a better or a local coffee shop that did this and didn't, not even free, like, I mean, their coffee subscription is like $9. Like that's, I'm like, I would go out $9 a month. Like I would go out and get, get mm. coffee from a local coffee shop if, for, for $9 a month. Like after this is all mm -hmm. over. Like, yeah, um, I'd be very happy to put that blog writing money towards a subscription for for that. Um, okay. Coffee is a big part of my life. Yes. Um, Great. Use the coffee um, donation and use that. Exactly. To pay for your Literally, coffee buy me a coffee. I will use it towards my coffee subscription. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, but that is um, so that when September comes, we'll probably cancel it. Mm -hmm. But just so that we don't actually actively support that company. So if a nicer yeah. company, hint, hint, if anyone owns a coffee shop anywhere, well, specifically in Austin, but, or it's a national chain and it, they have better politics, I will be more than happy to give them my money. There you go. Yeah. So, um, you talked, you talked about politics and, uh, it, and I did not mention this at all to you. So I apologize <laughs> in advance, no, both my hope and my, and my listeners. Um, so, uh, this is actually a really big discussion, especially with right now with going on with COVID and our industry being cold. Um, you know, I don't know why I keep on using ice analogies in regards <laughs> to our industries. I mean, I don't we know are why. frozen. Like we are stuck. Yeah. There is yeah, occasionally okay. there's a couple of people getting jobs here and there. But overall, yeah. as like an in generalized as an industry, we are stuck it and frozen yeah. in time right now. Like literally yeah. theater shows stopped, concerts mm -hmm. stopped, mid show, uh, movie production, yep. TV show production. They stopped in mid season production. Like literally it yeah. is frozen. So I think ice is a very, okay. very good analysis, uh, analogy to this stuff. Awesome. So, um, then the reason why uh, we're we're talking, I'm, I'm talking about this right now because this is this is something that I realized uh, a few weeks ago. So, um, FYI, I don't I don't know if it goes without saying, and if I if we lose subscribers because of this, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, I am not. I'm a, I'm a strong Democrat. I'm basically a Democratic Socialist, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so, just FYI. Uh, but. Um, but this is something that actually kind of uh, it kind of pissed me off a little bit. So, um, Vice President Mike Pence came into our great city of Dallas uh, last week or the week before. I don't remember. I guess if you're listening to this, it doesn't really matter. But he came to the great state of Dallas, and um, you know, and of course, you know, 
he, you know, he held himself in a, he held himself in a church and the church was very large and it was big. It was a big spectacle. It had moving lights. It had audio, you name it. It was basically like a concert. And um, the company, I'm not going to mention the company's name, but the company that, uh, the production company that provided the rental package for it got a lot of heat. And the crew people who worked on the show got a lot of heat for working with Mike Pence and the and the Trump campaign. Now, I am not the type of person who um, who would say like you know like oh you're just following orders or something like that. Like I I, I so wholeheartedly believe that if the, if you work for a company that goes in question that goes against your own morals or your own life choices you know, and you are ignoring it, you know, just for the sake of being comfortable, that, that's ignorance. I do believe that. But there are people who are attacking this company and the crew members are like, how could you work in it? I'm like, and I'm like, here, like, I don't know, maybe because for the last three months, our entire industry was on was on hiatus and that no one was working and that they find out that like, you know, some schmuck with money shows up and be like, Hey, I want to do a grandiose concert. Forget about COVID. You know, and you get a phone call from your boss saying, Hey, we got a gig 50 bucks an hour. You're in, you got to say yes, especially right now. Like, and it's, it's, it's hard. And if, if you are privileged enough to say no, to stick to your guns and your morals, good on you. I'm proud of you. And I wish more people were in your position. But the fact of the matter is, like, if I got a phone call right now saying, like, hey, Trump is looking for a lighting designer right now, I would probably say yes, because I need the money. We all need the money, you know? And, like, that's the thing. Um, what do you got? Yeah, Megan, you got I anything? Just say, it's true. <laughs> like, it's hard, like, especially during this time, like, it's hard to say, like, I really want to say no, I would say no. But I mean, at the same time, I know that presidential campaigns have a lot of money. Yeah. Like they can pro- they will if they someone's knocking on my door, it'd be really hard to say no to yeah. uh, to want to have a I mean, a nice little could a nice a one off nice paycheck to at least hopefully last out and pay a couple bills here and there. Like that would not mm-hmm. be a bad thing to have. Like I don't. I understand that everyone wants, and it's why I put the disclosure, like whenever I talked about the Panera thing, like everyone wants to stick to their guns politically. But right now, I think with with the economic situation of most people, like it's not, fee- it's not completely feasible. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just not, unfortunately. I mean, honestly, it's also part, like we really enjoy our Starbucks, which I know is not the best company also, but they do have good LGBT rights that I don't mind supporting sometimes, or at least what I've heard mm-hmm. is they have good benefits for the LGBT community and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But like, so I don't mind supporting them as much as I do like Panera, but like we miss going to Starbucks. So we were like, cool, yeah. this allows us to still go get coffee with this Panera thing. It allows us mm-hmm. to get to some kind of normalcy again. Yeah. Like it's And that matters. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, yes, I know. And that's is why like in September we're gonna still cancel our subscription. Yeah. Um, but like we I mean it's but like right now it's like trying to figure out how your normalcy works. And I don't think it's right to call out the workers. I mean, the workers there. You don't know what's going yeah. on. You don't know if that was like their only job that they've had for like four months now. Because maybe, maybe they also didn't. Maybe they also didn't have a job. They didn't have a gig for a little bit right before COVID hit. 
Yeah. I mean, you don't know what everyone's economic state was at that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of those situations right now where it's like, you know, it, it, it we it's the only marketable thing we have right now. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has, you know, like maybe not everybody's meant to, to teach at a high school or elementary school or middle school. Maybe not everybody has the, the you know, the fortitude to work in, you know, in food services. Mm-hmm. It's trust me, you need, you need a, you need a strong will to get those kind of jobs. Maybe you have a family and you can't, and you don't have, you can't just, you know, work the, the graveyard shifts at a job, you know, the fact that the matter is, is that the people who are working these gigs right now, especially they're working there because they're not beggars can't be choosers and they're not and they're putting aside their own principles to be able to support themselves and their loved ones. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, like. At least not right now, at least at least to me, not right now, yeah. I, I hell like. I mean, like, if you if you have a problem with something like that, then you should have a problem with every single theater company that has, you know, told, you know, that that has paid their interns $100 an hour mm-hmm. or tell them to work for free or, you know, or to, to hell to some degree, you have to pay them to work for it, to work for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you know, like if you if you want to talk, if you want to talk about like the horror that that's that's within our industry and, and, the, and, your, and your moral stance on certain things. You know, there's plenty of there's plenty of villains that are within our industry that we could that we could be fighting that mm-hmm. we're choosing not we're choosing not to because it's easy because we don't want to knock on the people who are like who are feeding us in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I want to talk about that because yeah. you know, it's it's important. You know, like it's I, you know we we need money, man. <laughs> you know, and it's like. Not all of us have that privilege of just being like, oh, I, re- you know, I refuse to work for somebody that doesn't stand my, even if I'm, you know, going homeless, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I, maybe you save some money aside. I don't know. Maybe you need to buy insulin. God knows what. Right. But yeah. Um, um, but on a separate, on yeah. a different tangent, what are your hobbies? Go for it. I got to say what I was well, doing. Oh, my hobbies. Yeah. I got to say what I was oh, doing. God. You might as well get to say what you were doing. You're doing also. That's true. That's true. Uh, so I've been working on my uh, alternative certification for teaching. It's a lot of fun. I learned about my a lot of ethical dilemmas. Apparently, I can't just come in to my classroom with a leather jacket and sunglasses and say, don't call me Mr. Villar. That's my dad's name. Um, can't do that, apparently. Uh, but I, I can I can live with that. Uh, I just finished beating Pokemon Sword. I just finished. Nice. Now I'm on like the side, the weird side mission to catch that legendary Pokemon. Sweet. Are you gonna get, um, did you already get the DLC for it? Are you gonna get the DLC? Oh, I, I gotta, but okay. I gotta get the DLC only because Rowlet is in there, and Rowlet is such a cute little owl Pokemon, <laughs> and I'm I'm obsessed with Grass Pokemon and Grass and Ghost Pokemon, mm-hmm. and their final evolved form is a Grass Ghost, so I'm like I have to have it in Perfect. my disposal. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh. Weird fact, and I'm totally not theater related, uh, but uh, this Pokemon was actually the first Pokemon game that I did not keep my starter. My st- my starter is like in in the box. Eh. Yeah, yeah. I, I typically always I always keep my starter with me in every game, and this one I uh, I was just like, now nah, I'm not really feeling him. So which one was you your know. starter? I'm just curious. Again, not theater uh, related I- at all, but. Uh, yeah, I know, right? You know, what's funny is that we're actually, we were just talking about that we should do like a, a separate one episode podcast and we completely talk about tangents. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> 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 but, uh, 
But uh, I um, it's uh, I forgot the name of it. It's it's the monkey ones, the monkey with the with the with the, the drums. The, yeah, yeah. I did that on my first Grokey. playthrough. Is I was yeah, yeah. I think it's Grokey. I chose Grokey on my first playthrough, and I was mm -hmm. also really tempted to put him away. Um, yeah. And then I did. I started off again with um, Score Bunny though the next time. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I didn't get very mm -hmm. far at all. I don't think I've even beaten like three gyms in the second playthrough. But, oh really? Um, but yeah, I did really like the uh, the way that they handled the gym battles mm -hmm. in, in Sword and State Shield. That you're refighting the gym leaders right. again. I thought that was really really cool. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely gonna put a disclaimer. But at that, it's like at this point, this is a complete tangent. And if you can't care to listen to it, keep listening to it. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it somewhere. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, listen, like like I said, this episode was about survival. Mm -hmm. You know, and honestly, you know, having fun and having some sort of thing to like not to be bogged down by your stress is survival. You know, mental health is important. You know, I, I know we talk about this all the time, but this episode would be no exception. You know, we we care about, you know, we care about everybody that's in this industry, people who are out of this industry. And, you know, some of us are trapped right now in our own homes and we don't we don't live with anybody. Oh my God, like if I didn't have somebody, like if I was living by myself right now and, uh, and I was self-quarantining myself, I would be terrified. I would have gotten a puppy, I would have shaved my head uh, and I would have discovered like that I really don't like a certain food because I cook it, you know, or something weird like that. So, um, so yeah, so survival is playing video games. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, looking for a new trade set, you know, looking online through webinars. It's also look, you know, binge watching the Tiger King or, you know, for me, I just finished Space, Space Force. You should watch Space Force. It's really funny. Um, it's on the list. Or already. what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. I, if, if all my listeners are listening right now, watch what we do in the shadows. I am sorry. I am promoting this show. It is so freaking funny. And I will, and I will, this will be the hill that I die on. It is one of the funniest shows that I ever watched on television. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's survival, man. And we're not, you know, we're all trying to figure out what we're going to do. And if it's listen to your pod, your favorite podcast, wink, wink, while you're driving doing Uber or um, listen to your favorite podcast, wink, wink, while doing food deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's what, you know, it's what works for you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, this is, this is what the episode is right now. You know, we, we wanted to be a little lighthearted, just a little bit, just a little bit, but yeah, we wanted to talk about that. Um, we're not going to pretend that our industry is okay. We're not going to, you know, just because, you know, we're not going to pretend that our income is, is, is fantastic right now. You know, we're going to talk about the struggles of our industry. We're going to talk about the struggles of the people within our industry because that's because support matters. And, you know, there's, you know, collective, collective solidarity is very powerful when you need to talk to somebody. And speaking of talking to somebody, um, I think we need to add a little discord to this conversation. Take it away, Megan. Yeah. So I love that transition. That was an awesome transition. That was great. I don't think it could have lined up even better. Um, so I think this is probably the time when we should probably start trying to see if you guys want to actually continue talking with us after, after the show. Um, so I threw together this past weekend, a little discord server. 
Um, the link will be in the show notes, or at least I hope it should be in the show notes um, for one. everyone to join. Um, you should just join right into the, of course, there's rules. I mean, like, be nice. Um, if you, there's, there's rules, like, be nice. Don't, don't be mean to anyone. Because if you get me, if you're me, the whole point of this is so that there's a place that like-minded people can all come and gather. Usually at that point, people are nice to each other and there's not, people aren't mean, but, you know, just be nice. Um, there's rules, there's roles, there's all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, so I think it would be really cool to join. I'm in there. Phil's in there. Hopefully we'll see you there too. Um, and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. Megan! Phil, is it time? Can, is this it? Yeah. Yeah. Where could people find you on the yeah. internet? Um, Twitter at Megan Wilson underscore. Um, Twitch at apps by MW. Um, or just and i'm can actually be pretty much found anywhere with the apps by mw thing as well um or just on the discord yeah on our discord yeah and phil yeah, yeah. what about you where can we find you twitter.com forward slash phil Villar, where you can find me post pictures about my dog video games and social justice the holy spirit Ooh. the holy trinity and you can also follow me on instagram uh at phil underscore Villar. gotta fix that someday uh that they're all together and finally you can listen to um this podcast or you can watch it on my web you can also listen to it on my website www.com uh almost forgot my website for a minute and uh this music is brought to you by Andrea Almond, who is awesome, and you should listen to her music. And her links will be on the description below. And if you really like this episode and you like listening to us chatter, do not forget and please do subscribe and review our shows and talk about how great the show is or don't. No, no, talk about how great it is. Don't, yes, or don't. Yes, that's true. That's true. Unless you have, you know what to say. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Just always talk about how good it is. And only how good it is yeah. and how and, and if you have a favorite pokemon that you wanted to discuss bring it up in a discord chat or anyway <laughs> or you can tweet us too at queerpod yes we have a twitter yeah. i always forget that yes uh you can follow us at queerpod and yeah i think that's pretty much it awesome great this was a lot more of a light-hearted episode it turned that I way just talked about. like right at the beginning it, it was way. like going down going down going down and then we got to turn it right back up it's because we talked about Pokemon yeah. and uh, Pokemon would always bring a little spark in my eye. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so thank you guys for listening and we'll, um, we'll talk to you guys next episode. Yep. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>